the Protect Your Neck Podcast, the UFC 243 Recap. Savages, this is the Protect Your Neck Podcast, and I am your host, Dan Tom. Analysts is work you'd find over at MMAJunkie.com. And on this year's program, the Protect Your Neck Podcast, we break down high-level MMA. That's what we're going to do today in a bit of a different way. Uh, just to recap alone, uh, yes, a little, little bit of a different song, too. A little stuck in the middle with you. Figure why not, With uh, since there's no uh, 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 sponsors or, or money technically being made off this bad boy yet why not abuse the fair use a little bit longer and you know me and my uh, love for soundtracks and man it was a boy boy it was it was a rough night for some of the australians they might have felt like they were old marvin there stuck in the chair with uh with uh, mr blonde michael madsen that's that's michael madsen of course not not to mock old madsen daniel volta I, I, yeah sorry not no more than more of that but uh yeah um yeah, it was a crazy night for Australia. We're going to talk about that. And uh, I don't know. I, like I said, with this here podcast uh, and the upgrades that, that I keep promising, I apologize that are on the way. I figure why not, you know, kind of get a head start, even though the, the YouTube studio, a home shift studio, I should say, and then the channel, albeit technically active, is not active yet. Um, why not still bring some of those uh, things that I was talking about uh, promising, you know, like recap shows and things of that nature and this was just one that was just on my mind one because i was just so amazed it was one where it's like you know what i i, I always have to turn the page on sunday you know i always feel like old uh, old bobby d old robert de niro from casino like the end of casino like that's how i am on sundays like whether i had a good night or like last night when i had a bad night um you know i, I just feel, feel like you know especially getting older my glasses are getting bigger i'm not in bifocal range like uh like sam rothstein there but, uh, you know, he's adjusting the glasses and kind of just looking looking on. And he's like, I still know how to pick them. And, well, I don't know about the know how to pick them part, but, but God forbid I better be, better figure it out soon and get to the next week, which I will be doing after this. But, again, last night was such an, an amazing night, even though I, I did bad on picks. Like, it was, it, it was an amazing night of mixed martial arts. Now, obviously, there were some duds, which we will briefly breeze over uh, in what will be a brief recap of the majority of the card minus the top part, right? Um, but, it, but there were some really fun moments, some, 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 uh, random surprises, some pleasant surprises, and of course, just, just really good stuff to unpack in the main event. And also wanted to do the recap, not going to lie. Uh, I, I want the positive to outweigh the negative with everything. I'm really trying harder to do that, believe it or not, even my, uh, curmudgeon ass. Um, it really was bothersome because it was one of those nights where even someone like me who can get so you know, jaded and beat down by the schedule. Like, there were so many positive takeaways, and yet everybody was just fucking bickering. You know, everybody was just was just bickering. Um, and it was really annoying. And what was annoying was, again, kind of like in mixed martial arts, it's not how you, you lose. It's nice to see someone lose in class, right? Um, especially if they're boisterous, which is, uh, I guess, er, er, early Connor would be a good representation uh, which, you know, I know that's a, that's such a controversial name to bring up and it's getting brought up a lot. And I will talk about that too. I have that as a note here, but, uh, it's also how you win, you know, and, um, and we'll talk about how both Robert and Izzy, uh, won and lost, uh, because I believe there's both highlights to both and there's both definitely talking points to both, but I, I'm talking about more amongst the community, whether it be fans or media members, like, it was, ironically enough, it was those who were on the quote-unquote winning side, those who should be happiest because quote-unquote their guy won. Like those were the people that were most angriest and like vindictive. Like which is why, a, I hate these fights that are just so polarizing. Right? It's awesome. It's good for our sport. It generates clicks and all this, but it's just every, both sides get so goddamn gross, and it feels like I'm looking at. This goddamn American political race for anybody even slightly familiar with that scene, and it's just disgusting. Um, and it just kind of, it's also very character revealing as well. 
um, especially, you know, again, showing how you win is much more character revealing how you lost. You know, there's a lot of excuses that I'll give, especially for the fighters, and we'll get into that, just because they're fighters, but even more so if someone loses. Less excuses to give when they win, when they, they, they can't win as graciously. And again, it was just ironic that, you know... And some of it I forecasted, like I quote tweeted a composer who was saying, you know, so apparently the narrative shifted that it's all about Rob Whitaker's injuries. I'm, I'm summarizing it, I'm sorry, this isn't verbatim. And um, not giving credit uh, to, you know, he was fighting a really talented counter-striker, um, yada, yada, yada. And that's no news for people listening to this, because you probably listened to my breakdown, and if you listen to my breakdown, you knew that, even though I was picking Rob, the sad truth of this all was that, um, you know, Robert Whitaker, through many of the, the, the iterations of the outcomes, wasn't going to get respect probably regardless, and it is he would have definitely not gotten respect he deserves uh, should he have lost, which would have been unfair because it would have been, oh, see, he was all hype. And it's like, no, he wasn't hype. Even coming from someone who's p picked against him, not you know, not once, uh, but twice, actually technically three times, right? Those are the only three times I picked against him. Tavares, obviously that was biased, which I stated. Um, Gastelum, which not only was not a crazy pick, but looks you know less crazy in retrospect. Props to Gastelum for how well he did, right? And, of course, Whitaker, the one in in question, the most popular one, unfortunately. And, and again, the, the B to my subsection A is, B, I forgot to mention this last time, this qualifies as a popular fight, people, so you know you better fade my ass like you, you fade anybody else uh, you like to fade because uh, you can add Dan Tom to the list. Uh, any popular fight, fade him. Uh, for example, I will be giving you guys the exact... Uh, I, will give you, I will be giving you guys the side to who wins... Uh, Nate Diaz versus Jorge Masvidal, that's a popular fight, and so you know what to do, whatever side I pick on that, which I don't know yet, you guys know, go ahead and p put your money on the opposite, that's that's just how popular fights go, I'll get fights like the Coleman event down to a T, which we'll get to in a second, and credit to those of you who are giving me props for that, again, I don't want to focus on the negative, there's so much positive and so many positive views out there, I don't want to paint with this broad brush that is essentially being done right now, post-fight unfortunately, from both sides, um, but yeah, I, 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 do, I suck at getting these main fights, folks. And I guess we'll get right into that. I, I'll save the shouts for this listener question that I want to tag in. And the only other topic that I've written down here is Bellator 229 recap. I didn't watch it, admittedly. Uh, I guess Larkin uh, defeated Koreshkov. Good on Larkin. He's like that guy. He, he shows up when you don't expect him to and, uh, or count him out. And, and we'll, um, when you're counting on him, maybe he won't show up. But, uh, how I was happy to see Larkin win. And then I did a little bit of breakdown. That kind of analysis I love. Like I should be doing more of that post analysis or breaking down techniques because that's a what I do best and b not what I do enough of. I have to do predictive analysis, which again I'm not going to beat that drum. I kind of just explained it with with predictive analysis. Um, uh, I always quote Luke Thomas. He said it best because he used to do the predictive analysis from my fighting. I remember he was just like, "You get credit uh, again, not verbatim, but you get credit." For nothing, essentially. Uh, you don't get credit for the ones you get right. You, you constantly hear about the runs you get wrong. So, uh, so you know, uh, you know, and, and making picks in public is 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 always fun. Hence my other tweet of uh, your weekly reminder, folks. You can actually pick against somebody, and like you don't have to hate them. You can actually like them. You can even hold your breath. I know this sounds crazy. You can even appreciate their style. And I'm I'm not trying to speak down to you guys. You guys are awesome. Uh, listening to this, so I definitely don't want to go down that road, but it, it just blo boggles my mind we get this, you know, that we get this, and, and it's crazy, right, like, um, like, first, first, let me just, let me just sprinkle some positives, I'll go in a row here, and I'll probably knock off these things as I get into what the conjecture is being talked about now from both sides, now that we've kind of set the table for how silly it is, uh, especially when there's positives, so let me just pay off those positives, shall we? Props to Izzy. Walkout, pocket, and stance adjustments. Yeah, the walkout was awesome, and I get that people aren't going to have differing feelings. Uh, I didn't realize how much you know people didn't like it until because especially like stuff like that. I'm trying to tweet my prediction. I'm trying to tweet so much stuff. Reply. I'm not really looking at what the weather's like before I tweet. I just kind of tweet out. Um, and as you know, for better or worse, oftentimes worse, old Dan Tom tends to be uh, not afraid to be unique with his opinions. Um, so I guess not a lot of people were feeling it, and someone like commented like uh, something, something, and I was—it was just cool, you know. That, that they have every right to do that, and I—I I, I didn't take it 
offense to it by any means. Obviously, why, why the hell should I? But I did reply like, you know, hey, everybody's their different taste. That's cool, man. That's, this is just my taste. And I dug the walkout. That was cool that he's got his team involved in it. Um, you know, it was a really good night for City Kickboxing. We'll get into the rest of them. Uh, you know, when Bruce Buffer's announcing them, um, I'm a nerd, but I'm not an anime nerd. And I'm not going to pretend to know or take the time to get to know it just because Izzy is awesome. And Izzy is awesome. I'm just going to enjoy it for what it is. That said, there are people who are, like, are legit anime nerds who actually legit know what it's about and cover MMA. Like, want to shout out MMA Fighting's uh, Jose Young's there. Uh, at Joe Zing, so give him a follow. He he posts really cool threads that are informational if you want to dive into that. Not my thing, so I'm not going to brutalize it and disrespect it by trying to quote um, the stuff, you, you know, the death notes and all the other things of the world. Uh, but I just think that's awesome, though. Again, coming from someone who doesn't care to dive into it, doesn't uh, is not, not super into it, like, you know, I watched Dragon Ball Z back in the day, you know, although, to be honest, the Gohan Piccolo relationship, you know, Kind of confused me for a little bit. You know, this guy kidnapped a child, and he's decloaked. Can we give him clothes, Piccolo? You know, and you, if you dress him up as your own, it just got really creepy. Go on, oh, Mr. Piccolo. Damn, that is not the Dragon Ball Z we also... Well, okay, I'm just saying, I, I didn't really get too much into anime before. <laughs> but, like, again, I, that doesn't mean I can't appreciate it. And this is a point that I'm going to kind of keep beating on, because it actually correlates to, like, my issues with what I'm seeing. That it's okay to, and if which just the, the message is, it's okay to not like something and still appreciate that person. Like, we don't have to be all for Izzy, fuck people who weren't day one, everybody show your card, we're comparing dates and measuring dicks. It doesn't have to be that way. Um, and it also doesn't have to be, which sadly I am seeing, and there is some truth to that. I don't know if it's the pervasive narrative that everybody, you know, on the Izzy side is now saying, like, like, like they were like fucking oppressed or something. Um, it's really weird, um, but we, I think we parrot our idols, which I'll, I'll, I'll get into that too, so bookmark parroting your idols. I think it's something that we all kind of do naturally, and there, there are plenty of examples, no matter what the person, what the sport, or what the race is, we, we tend to do that. I'm guilty of it too. Uh, this is kind of just human nature stuff I guess I'm more commenting on. Uh, not trying to you know call anybody out. Like There's nothing wrong with fucking being happy about it. Like I, As I proposed it earlier, as long as like, my, my, my man Wes Colvin, like, those are like OG Izzy Day One fans. Those guys have every right to shove it in the face. And they actually weren't. They're, you know, they're both, you know, like a lot of like the real OG fans, like they've been here before. Like they're not just, they're, they're pumping up their guy, but they're, they're not necessarily discrediting the other guy or they're pointing out the actual good things that Izzy did, which I need to get to here. Otherwise, I'm going to be a hypocrite of my own word. But they're actually pointing out the good things uh, they did, which they should be. And it just, so I, I don't want to paint with a broad brush here. So don't, don't. Get your panties in a bush. I'm definitely not speaking to my audience here. Y'all are fucking cool. Y'all know the difference here. Y'all aren't the typical red team versus blue team motherfuckers. Even if you are, you know, you know, rooting for this guy or that guy. It's your right. It's makes it fun. It's all good. I'm not trying to tell you how to have fun. I raise my hand and say that I'm weird. But it's just upsetting to see that the mass majority of people, even Izzy fans, I would argue, aren't focusing on that. They're focusing on, uh, like, you know, uh, this perceived narrative of people saying they couldn't do it. And it's like, not even you. It's like you're doing that crap where it's like, I don't know if it's the same people that goes, oh, my, my Rams or oh, my Thunder or whatever, the sports team or whatever. Like, like yeah, yeah, you're on the team. <laughs> and I try not to get, go down on that because a bunch of people do it, people I respect do it. So I try not to nitpick that, but it's, it's kind of that similar thing. Like we, we identify so hard um, with one side or the other. And... Not enough being talked about, like Izzy's skill, which again, back to I, I know I keep circling back and touching and and, and and going, but I said on this on the breakdown podcast, despite picking Whitaker, is the ironic part is Izzy's favorite to win. I could totally see him winning again. I wasn't confident in my pick at all, and the most ironic part is everybody, including Izzy supporters, are going to be talking about Whitaker's ring rust or this or that rather than Izzy's fucking skills, which is the thing that got him there. Um, it's the reason why people. I keep going down this doubt path, but like I keep trying to jump topics and I'm, I'm stumbling myself up. But it's the reason why people were overlooking him or questioning the resume. It's not that, you know, and some people were doing it unfairly. I'm not saying there wasn't a lot of that. There was. But it's okay to question that. People questioned Connor as well. In fact, some very notable people who are high on Izzy were also questioning Connor. And it was it was a very similar rise where you're like, oh, well... He didn't face the wrestlers or all these 
comments that are coming up, there's a reason why this comparison is being thrown around this weekend. You know Dan Tom, he hate he's a contrarian to the bone. He hates even talking about the common storyline, but I agree with this. I agree. There's so many angles in these comparisons here. And all I'm seeing from people from both sides picking and choosing from the sample sizes confirmation bias to select their narrative, to select their stance. And because unfortunately, at a certain point, I feel like a lot of people lose track, including myself, and I'm trying to do a better job, folks, that this is about martial arts and the sport and this and that. I know sports bullshit and not everybody's martial artists. They're fighters. They're Okay, I'm not challenging that. I'm just saying I think we lose track of the martial arts side of it. I mean, it only is called mixed martial arts, folks. Blasphemy, I know. I'm bringing up martial arts, God forbid, um, that we lose track of that. And, it, and, it, and it's just focused on fucking being right you know i think that's what a lot of this is you know it's just being right uh which is why like when you have an undefeated fighter like israel adesanya or khabib Nurmagomedov, we'll see like it's funny like people are the most passionate about their arguments whatever their arguments and most of the time they're right it's like and i'm i'm, I'm not saying anyone's coming at me and and so i don't want to get overly defensive but like I agree with them for whatever that's worth, okay? Like, a lot of these arguments. The problem is, it's like, I just, well, from my point of view, and again, I'm contrarian, I'm weird, I'm, I'm, I'm not competitive in the typical senses uh, when it comes to things that I deem petty, right? Um, but it's weird because people will get, and this goes from casual fan to, like, really intelligent people, uh, uh, people I respect, uh, uh, people that have been around, et cetera, et cetera, right? Like you just see, this is a human nature thing. This isn't picking on anybody in particular. This isn't picking on one broad brush of a stereotype of a certain person or genre. No, this is kind of everybody, myself included. It's human nature, but I just, I, I, I will say though, for all my faults, this is one thing I, I really don't do, probably because I'm a contrarian, which has its own faults, hence me picking and getting these popular fights wrong, right? But, there's this one thing what happens with these Izzy's and these Khabib's and I want you guys to stop for a second and that's fine if you're a fan and that's fine if you're a really passionate fan of them but just try to look at this from an outsider's point of view. It, it, you see the most passionate arguments being had and the most points being made and people just putting their stop on their ground, just putting their flag where everybody can see it even if it's not their style or if it is their style and they're argumentative, they're doing it louder than before and, it, and it's because, and it makes sense and they might not think of it on this level, I, in fact, I think a lot of it's a subconscious thing. And it's that we all, it, it feels great to be right, you know? And it's easy to start bleeding and, like I was saying, losing sight of what we're actually watching and appreciation because we, we just, we want to be right. Um, whether we're a, a, a fan that's just a passionate fan, right, that we always talk about, that red team versus blue team, whether you're a degenerate gambler, which again, Y'all, y'all are my friends here, and I have all of those traits as well, uh, because you want to be right because of your bets. So you're gonna look for confirmation bias in your tape study, or even you know, uh, media members, social speakers, people with a platform, because you know um, they want to be right. Or so many people have challenged their work, and and again, I do this too. We get so lost in the negative that when we are right, it's like fuck you, yes, fuck, and we don't realize that we're like saying fuck you to the people that like love us you know and the support of people that live in the same community for years with us like there's no need for that so i'm trying to be better about that and boy do we see a lot of that with this fight and for me it's not you know what's impressive is israel adesanya's adjustments between that resume yes that resume uh, wasn't the most telling, right? It was a fade out of Prime Silva, Derek Brunson, whose stock has gone down, even though it's actually recently gone up. That's another story. A lot of people are saying, oh, he's only faced Gastelum. But what they're missing is, it's his, it's his adjustments, his fight-to-fight improvements with that busy of a schedule. That is the most impressive thing of all in Israel Adesanya. It's not just his striking thing, which everybody just says. It's just like it's a, a blanket statement. Oh, he's a great striker. Of course he's going to win. Or or even the people that were picking him to lose, you know, uh, uh, I think, uh, yeah, sure, he's a good, great striker. But and, and not enough talked about the fight-to-fight improvements. And uh, I tried to talk about that. Uh, I felt like I did a good job talking about that. Now, did I heed my own advice about that? No. Um, and it didn't really matter because that wasn't really so much it. It was more of Izzy Asanya's uh, in-fight adjustment. Now, his in-fight adjustment, he did make one fight-to-fight adjustment, which was the southpaw stance. And that was something I was pretty proud of as far as an a- analyst thing goes. Not oftentimes do you find something that pops up and goes kind of, uh, you know, 
whether it's true or not, it's, 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 it's at least a neat fact at the very least. So I included it in my breakdown. Um, was it what I hung my hat on? Not necessarily. Otherwise, I would have picked Whitaker inside the distance as opposed to by decision, right? Yeah, this was a hard fight to get a beat on. Um, but if you look at the Kelvin Gastelum fight where he gets rocked in the beginning, he really doesn't go to Southpaw after that. Like Even when he's you know, like getting rocked uh, in the fourth round, um, that was from the head kick thing, which I kind of explained my theories and the evidence on that, right? Uh, but... He didn't go back to it. And in this fight, he was really careful, too. Even times where a lot of times he'll evade from orthodox to his left. And the way he'll do that economically is he'll step into a southpaw stance, which guides people right into that pinpoint cross. But he didn't want to be in that stance too long with Whitaker when, it, when Whitaker was coming forward. So you almost like see Izzy, and I don't want to put words, but if I force to speculate from the outside, which is all I can do, that's what you're here to listen to. So I'm, I'm going to respectfully do so. Obviously, with a caveat, I don't know his intention, but it, it looked to me that it, he was trying to not to shift to that southpaw stance as much and uh, really stay orthodox and really plant and, be, and, and, uh, and use check hooks, which is not something I saw. I, I saw rear handed counters, which is what knocked him down in the first round technically. And uh, that was a legit shot. You just look at their fla foot placement, by the way, I went back to watch the fight with him without volume this morning. I figured if I was going to do a, a recap the day after, might as well at least rewatch that fight, right? And was just so impressed with Adesanya in the pocket, how he was able to plant. You just see him slowly finding his uh, finding his placement, almost just like, you know, reminded me of John Jones-esque in the sense of John, John Jones, I don't know if he still does this, but back in the day, he would get the measurements of his opponent and he would use blue tape, um, little blue tape markers around his house. So every angle he came around, there was a reach measurement. So he was just constantly having to move through space with someone else's reach in mind. Like that's how, like that's the John Jones I love, right? Like that's the that's the dude I I, I I fucking admire and can't get enough of. And it almost felt like Izzy did that with the way in which Sorry, sipping coffee, not that I need any more as fast as I'm talking. And as much as I'm jumping around, but uh that's another reason why I figured that this should be his own, his own podcast and the rest of the recap will be brief people. But yeah, um, that's what it felt like almost Adesanya did in the sense of how good of a how good of a feel he had for Whitaker's reach. And he talks about that in the post-fight press conference and for as cocky as you want to accuse him of being, we'll talk about that because the, the, there's there's tangible things to talk about there. But man, it, he was right. <laughs> he, he had every right to be cocky. I believe him. And he just was fucking right when he was just saying that, you know, when they asked him about that, he was like, a mm, couple nudge. And that'll be like a typical fighter rant. It's like, nothing hurt me. Like, but no, like, without a sign, like, no, he was right. He was, he was very confident in what the reach was and what his, what his reads were. Um, and you go back and that confidence speaks through before, during, and after. So now, obviously, if Whitaker were to hit him and he was laying flat on the floor, would he have, Finis calm. I doubt it. <laughs> Nor would I or you, right? But but that that didn't happen, and uh, I don't believe it was even revisionist history to even make what you know uh, gold glitter more. No, it, it glitters that bright. He was that right man, is he? And that was the important. That was that's what I was upset with. That wasn't being talked about enough. And. He does the call out. He does the thing, and it's great, man. It's his own version, and, and it, it, it is. Am I a fan of it? No, I'm not a fan of, of that per se. It actually reminded me of Connor in a bad way, where people were like, "This is where the Connor, uh, uh, this is where the Connor comparisons tend to start to split ways now." Because again, everybody has to have their own pervasive narratives here on each side, and one of it is addressing the cockiness and how we look at it, and how much Izzy being black or of African descent has to do with it. That is a real point that I do want to talk about. Um, but the problem is, even though that is a real point that I believe has some truth to it, and I want to touch on it, uh, even though it's not, I don't want to, it's not a, something you, you want to do, but for all the racial joking and all the other shit and honesty, for better or mainly worse, that I do on this podcast and all the jobs that I've already probably uh, prevented me getting outside of junkie uh, or anything of advancement of my career, this probably wouldn't hurt it anymore, right? <laughs> but no, but there, there is truth to that. But here's where it goes south is because now, just because there's truth to that, again, we do this thing and we're not doing it on purpose. The people who are doing it have, are not of evil intent. I'm friends with most of these people and I look at, at least, 
you know, as much as you can be through an internet or on screen presence and what most of those people put on screen are things that I agree uh, upon and tell me that they are at, at heart, even though they joke, compassionate people. So uh, this isn't a, a finger point. Again, I'm just talking about my observations on human nature here. And um, I feel like everybody's doing the confirmation bias thing. And one, com you know, one thing is, is saying, you know, well, which is true. I feel like African of African, you know, uh, more than not just Caucasian, but more than you can even argue any other races, Hispanic or Asian, if you had characters like that that were acting quote unquote cocky or in similar ways. Man, no, I agree. Uh, African based, whether you're African New Zealand like uh, Izzy, whether you're an African American or an African, you an African or are you an African? Uh, you know, either way, like you are, you are going to be. You know, if we're talking about stereotypes. Um, and quote-unquote perceived unfairness in the world. And yeah, I, I don't have a metric to throw you. I'm, I'm far from an authority, nor am I claiming to be one. But I agree. I completely agree. That said, where I, and this is, this is very noted. This is very noted. I picked Connor to beat Aldo, even though I have seemingly since developed this bias where I'm picking like veterans over younger people. And I'm really trying to examine myself too as well, where, where I'm going wrong on a lot of these picks, folks. Again, I'm, I'm just a subject to the microscope here. I'm no different. Um, but where I started falling off the board with Connor, and I've said this many times, so this isn't inconsistent, but it fits to this talking point, is that as soon as he started, you know, knocks off a, a veteran who I didn't think it the respect he deserves, now he kind of is, you know, ironically after that, which is Eddie Alvarez. Uh, as far as being one of the greatest lightweights, it was something, you know, I was trying to point out and... Connor beats him and just that the champ champs here the fucking da -da -da -da. and it was and people were like oh it was harmless and these are the same people that like are now finally of course because we're all human beings we have eyes obviously Connor's kind of broken that good faith but even back then and I'm not trying to be brag or perceived history this is one of the few reads I had just like I was one of the early people saying John Jones was fake from from, from early early on and uh, and my man Brian on here he'll tell you I made that call real fucking early. Um, and, uh, and that's fine. And that's fine. Again, I'm not trying to condemn people here. Just saying, Hey, it's what it is. Um, and I started getting five from Connor, like, Oh, this guy's not becoming, it's not that martial arts dude that I heard on, you know, cage warriors interviews with MMA junkie radio, uh, before people were talking about Connor. Um, this isn't the same guy. And it started to, you know, corrupt them and, then it just became, you know, less, you know, because even when he would lose or win, he would still give his opponent credit. And I appreciated that. It's like, hey, it's all show and da-da-da-da. Or when you lose, you know, you show up the same way. And at least for that window, you had to respect him for it. Um, so, again, for that, and I know I'm not everybody, but I'm just saying for me, it's like, I, I don't, I, I, I'm coming away in awe. I think it's, it's a, a near-perfect, if not perfect, performance. I don't mark Izzy down at all for the post-fight thing, but if I had to say one thing I didn't like, yeah, I didn't like... The, I don't even want to say I didn't like, it's not even strong words, because like there was a lot that I liked. It was hard to tell, because ESPN fucking bleeped the whole thing. But just as far as, like, um, you know, he did a lot to kind of piss Australia off, whether it was, like, in, in the post-fight of his last fight with uh, Anderson... Or the pre-fight press conference and the, the tall poppy syndrome. And I'm not Australian, but that's why I, I feel like I get on with those people. Because uh, I'm, I'm very much like that. Like that. I'm more just the self-deprecating, right? Like That's why I like Australian humor, other com comedians, and whatnot. So I get that. And, uh, and fuck, it was such a perfect line. So I really, again, that's why, I'm, that's why I'm, not, I'm not marking them down. But the point is I'm trying to make here is I can appreciate it, pump, boast up give a guy A-plus rating, which I give Adesanya after, but it's still okay to like not like certain things just because they're not your taste. But because I know they're not my taste, I'm hence not marking it down, Adesanya. I am not holding anything against him personally or uh, professionally, again, with the marking down or anything like that. That's okay, people. Like It's okay to have this middle ground. We don't have to be one way or the other. Um, so although I do believe that there is definitely... You know, racism is real, unfortunately. Yes, it is, folks. Is it still real in 2019? Yeah, unfortunately, it is. Is it still applicable in the ways that people are talking about online? Uh, I'm sure a, a, a decent portion of the pie, as far as Izzy haters, is because of that. And that's fucking sad. 
That being said, I'm sure there's a lot of people that are just like me, folks, who like really love and appreciate his style and just maybe aren't, you know, aren't, aren't for that style of, uh, you know, knocking down, you know, it's, it's kind of just how you win. Like I, I always do this thing. Like I, I talk about, I talked about it with Jordan Killian. When we were talking about Glover to share, like he's one of our favorite guys. Like he'll just strangle dudes unconscious and then he'll kind of wake them up to make sure they're okay. And, 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 you know, give them some love and whatnot. And I'm not saying you have to go that far, but it's just like little things. And like, don't get me wrong. Israel gave a, uh, I'm sure he said, I'll see you again. I'm sure he's still keeping his guard up because Israel's fucking smart. And that's another reason. Uh, he's really smart, dude. Uh, and you think he knows he's going to see him again. So he's keeping his, um, he was still keeping his guard up. So again, I'm not, I'm not condemning him for not like praising or saying something nice to Rob or this or that, but I will say like doing something small, like saying something and then, then getting back on your task and leaving with the emphatic Bohachinia, you know what I'm saying? People remember that. And then you still kind of endear yourself. And again, now I'm, I'm, I'm very much nitpicking here and I'm admitting that, but that is just something that. Is, is is how I feel, and I know that I'm different, but I just want to share that with you to understand that a lot of other people are different in, in that or similar ways too. Like not everybody is, just because they don't like one particular part of Adesanya uh, doesn't mean they don't like the others. Now, if, if people are letting one part or the other d discredit his skills, then that's wrong, and that, that they'll have to learn that on their own. And I'm not saying that's not going on. But this whole thing where it's just like everybody... Where all the, you know, not all the, I don't want to, you know, repeat that crime, but like the, this, the, I'll just use Composer's words in the tweet that I quote tweeted to build off of the pervasive narrative of like Israel Adesanya faced so much adversity or this or that. Like, okay, like even people that are supporters and talking about his skills and don't discredit and are actually smart and savvy enough about his skills, even they admit the, the promotional push in the path. Now, it was hard to do that. There was a lot of fights that could have burned anybody out. And not only did Izzy do that, show up, perform, he improved each time. He overperformed, okay? That's great, but that's fucking rare. That's really, really rare, folks. And, um, sorry, I'm, 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 I'm bouncing all over the, I'm bouncing all over the place. But yeah, that, that, that's really rare, folks. And like, he didn't have, he, he had, oh yeah, he had, he had, he had an easy path. That's what I'm sorry, not easy path, but a, a, a promotional push in his path. He didn't have an easy path. He had a promotional push within his path. Sure. All these, you know, these things. And I get why Izzy does it. Cause again, not only he, he's smart, but also he's a fighter and fighters have to be emotional and kind of go against quote unquote modern smarts. They have to tell themselves they're being counted out. Um, but man, it does kind of, it, it does kind of get kind of old where it's like, dude, okay, now you're the champion, man. Like you're in just, no one's beating you. Like, can we get, can we get over this thing? Like, I don't know who's telling him he doesn't have knockout power, but he just kept bringing it up. He like, he wouldn't stop. Like even when their buffers announcing you, you're having your moment. He's like, who is knockout power? Who does like, and I know he or people that are lobbying that criticisms are not lobbying to people like me because whether I picked them or not, KO power was something in my <laughs> it's something I've always uh, put in in the stats and talked about. So, but but so I don't take offense to it or anything. But like, I was almost just upset on Izzy's behalf because I'm like, enjoy your moment, dude. And just like all these people that like are the Izzy supporters and pick Izzy, and somehow they're the angrier people like the day after. Like, dude, just enjoy it. Like, you don't have to like. There's a difference between punching up and punching down. Like, you don't have to smear people's face in the dirt. Like, to 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 say that you got to pick right. Like. I, I'm sure I'm not beyond my moments, folks, but like I always say, I, I try not to get too high or too low. I, I appreciate those of you who reach out to me when I do get a right pick, and there was that last night. I don't want to keep focusing on the negative. Thank you guys for that. But yeah, it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just weird. And another comparison is, you know what? Well, Dan, you like BJ Penn, and you know, let's forget about not not because pretending it doesn't happen I'm, I'm i'm obviously not that fucking blind or wired that way i'm just saying let's just let's not focus on this chapter but what about bj penn in his prime he was uh licking gloves off his opponents i thought that was cool but i didn't you know but the holding the, the choke and this and that like you know because up until then uh babalu sobral was the guy who uh you know got the shade because of because 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 of him holding a choke too long then you know not even like a year or two years i think that was 0405 and then bj jens too was like 06 you know he's doing it but but and i'll be honest like i'm like well i don't i, I don't think i'm too hypocritical of that because i can even remember back then full fandom mode full bj pen mode was like i don't know if i like that part because i'm just you know again i'm martial arts dan right and I'm not saying you should be that way i'm not saying that's the right way i'm just saying that's how i felt 
And um, so I don't feel like I'm being hypocritical in that sense. And furthermore, BJ was always really good about giving dudes love and going training with them, whether it was Gomi, Matt Hughes, right, after their rivalry. Um, even Jens, they became actually real tight friends. Like Sean Shirk, they did a tour together, like very shortly after, and almost looked buddy buddy. And that was like after like the steroid talk, and like he really wanted Shirk, right? Um, so there's a little bit of those things too. Um, whereas, you know, I think, and again, I'm not, I'm not holding against Izzy. I'm fucking in for the ride. I, I think he's awesome. I, I, I'm just saying that like certain things aren't my taste and I see that certain things aren't other people's tastes. And I just also see people just taking massive issue with that. Like, it's okay. Like the, to not like a certain part or like, Oh, I didn't dig that he was, you know, because I think that's what threw people off, not just the Australians, but even just, you know, uh, non-Australians, you know, because I think because also you got to incorporate the fact to people like Whitaker is such a nice guy and not just the working class brouhaha, but like, yeah, man, he's just a, a nice guy. wasn't getting enough credit even before this Israel Adesanya matchup. He's like fighting everybody who Bisping and GSP don't want to fight and they're doing their little tours and then getting the Hendo rematch for no reason. And all that shit, like, Bobby Knuckles was the dude fighting dudes uh, that no one wanted to fight. And then he went from that, being one of the best pound-for-pound -pound talents, to like, oh, he's always injured. Oh, he's always this fuck Robert Whitaker. This, and this is before the, he decides to, to say, yes, um, I'll fight one of the most dangerous, most popular, most hype, hyped up. And not hype in a bad way, folks. Like, I'm just saying, like, hype in a genuine way. Like, there's real hype behind him as far as the numbers and stuff go the skills are there i'm not saying hype that he doesn't have that all these things it's like he, he, there was no winning here for robert whitaker like he would have to have knocked out israel adesanya emphatically and then people would have given him some reluctant credit and then they would have just been focusing but then then they would just be focusing on oh israel adesanya was just a hype job which would have been completely unfair and untrue um, and that's just the unfortunate ways of things. So don't be a contributor to that, people. Don't don't be like that at all. It's okay to be fucking fanboys of any of people. You know, there's a lot of OG like Adesanya fans out there. That's the fucking totally cool. I, I, I have a lot of respect for like. And again, like everybody showing their card, like you know, like oh, and and like usually those people, by the way, aren't the OG fans, like the ones I cited earlier in this podcast. Usually those are just people, just again, just insecure. They have to tie their they have to tie them being right to like an undefeated fighter usually. That's when you'll see these people kind of plant their heels on the ground because if you're going to, you know, if you're a betting man and you want to look right, then yeah, of course you're going to tie your tie all your arguments, all your personal griefs and you're going to project it through this this person who is not you, who you didn't contribute, you did nothing, but you're going to contribute all your arguments to them, aren't you? And uh that just doesn't impress me. You you're contributing uh winning already known and factually popular arguments before they were there. And I think that is why we're seeing this pervasive argument now that, see, I told you so, and not just the normal I told you so, because even that's not enough, even though that's gross alone. But now we're seeing this just like, nobody, people were counting Israel Adesanya out, so many people. And again, I forgive Adesanya or fighters for having that. They need to have that. But at a certain point, whether you're the fighter um, which I'm glad Israel didn't let it ruin his moment because then he quickly did something that just warmed my heart, which was amazing. My favorite thing he did in his post-fight, he presented his family the belt, and that was just fucking amazing. He's like, you know, these people made me. Like, that's just beautiful shit right there. So, again, I'm not I'm not trying to say that I didn't like his post-fight thing. At all. I'm, just, I'm, I'm trying to be objective here and point out what people don't like from it and why that's okay, but why that should reside to that and why overall Israel Adesanya is a, is a good... I don't know him personally, but he's a good dude in MMA comparison. He's he's a great fighter, and I am completely in for the ride. And I don't see how anybody is not in for this ride. You know, he doesn't have to be your favorite fighter, but you don't have to hate him. And if he's your favorite fighter, that doesn't mean you have to fucking hate everybody else. That's all I'm saying here, folks. And um, and yeah, it's just uh, it's just I, I don't I don't. Sorry, um, I'm everywhere. Uh, yeah, enjoy the ride. Uh, racial component, I think we covered that. Um, oh, yeah, I mean, it's just like, you know, at a certain point, like, what are you going to, like, 
you know, just don't don't let it ruin it. Like, don't let's let's stop this. Like, everybody counted Adesanya out. Like, nonsense. Like, by the way, not that I'm trying to show my card or anything, but like, you didn't see me tweet, tweeting about this or anything. But like, and there are tweets I can go dig up. I'm sure if I if I knew how to search them better or go that far. Um, but Adesanya was in our Junkie Radio Studio, folks, in 2017, the same year he got knocked out. Um, before he even was signed to the UFC, he was in our studio. And I said it on air, I said it on this podcast, and I even tweeted it. That guy, I, I never say this, and I really don't, and I haven't said it since. Because again, I'm contrarian Dan Tom. I'm the guy that, that, that doesn't like saying the typical things like it factor or whatever. But I said it with Adesanya back then. This guy's got the it factor, man. He's going to be something special. And even though I picked against him here, I said it in my breakdown. Make no mistake about it. This guy is not a tourist in the annals of MMA. He is definitely here to stay. And... um and yeah, it's just uh, it's just this 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 narrative. Like, dude, you, you know, I don't know, man. Like, you know, a lot of and, a lot, and I'm a, I wasn't the only one. A lot of people were on this because it's real easy. You just have to meet the guy. You just have to watch him fight to put two and two together. And he's a a very handsome, uh, athletically gifted, smart and intelligent, both upstairs, book, street, in and out of the cage, smart. Like, I'm talking about all sorts of smart and skillful. I don't. I disagree that the pervasive narrative is that people were counting this guy out, or the majority of people were counting this guy out. The betting lines, furthermore, would disagree, since he was the favorite despite opening as the dog. So even with said adversity that everybody seems to be hanging their head on, Adesanya supporters, because supporters equal narrative, and betting narratives are certainly a narrative because it's a narrative that people are actually putting their money behind for whatever that's worth, favored him. Whitaker has been a dog the majority of his middleweight bouts, not just this one. Adesanya has been a favorite the majority of his middleweight bouts, not just this one. So the evidence points the other way. Now, I spoke, spent almost 45 minutes talking about this, but yeah, I think that was just something that needed to be said to give props to Izzy. Um, an observation of human behavior that hopefully maybe that if you guys didn't just immediately tune out with all that ranting, uh, could take something of and could kind of see what I was talking about, whether you agree or not. I'm not. I'm never asking you guys to agree with me for the record. I'm just trying to present present different ways of looking at things, and um, and yeah, just it just gets gross with the narratives. Can we all just, regardless of how much weight you have, every right to believe and push whatever you want? Can we just all agree that can we if we if we make it a, a, a proverbial pie and portion equation? Can we make the biggest piece of that pie talking about Israel Adesanya's skills and appreciation? That's all. Um, because I hate from both sides, the haters and the defenders, just, you know, talking about these, these, these narratives that I don't think are as strong as people are making out to be. Uh, uh, all righty. Uh, speaking of fight, I, I, I was right uh, about, hey, I was right about something. That happens from time to time. Uh, not that well in this fight. But, uh, that was five and six in picks, by the way. 0-1 in straight plays, 0-2 in prop. Terrible night. My for fun parlay, kerplopped. Uh, and as you know, I pretty much expect, I always tell you guys that caveat is parlays are stupid. These are very fun. I put very little in it. And the only reason why I'm sharing it with you is because I'm honest. And it's fun. Uh, but yeah, Dan Hooker defeat Ally Quinta. Gets his first decision win. Pretty much said that in, in tweet and video breakdown and on this podcast. Um it's going to be his length, his knees, his front choke threats uh, as far as the sa savvy, underrated counter-wrestling goes, and that would be enough, and it was. Sucks for Iaquina because he was confident about taking two matchups that on paper were just bad for him. I know I backed him in the Cowboy one, but I did spell out why it could be bad for him, and like the Cowboy one, I just I didn't listen to my gut. Um, Sergey Spivak defeated Taito Ivasa. Maybe I should have listened to it because I was, I was saying all week that he was – livelier than the line indicates that's easier to say when you have an inflated heavyweight line because that's kind of applies no matter who the fighters are right you can make that argument but to my credit i did say specifically in the grappling and specifically ty will let himself just get grabbed uh, by the front of the head and kind of snap down into grappling positions and uh whether it was a head and arm toss a judo throw anytime he just kind of grabbed that head into the clinch it was he did spivak did whatever he wanted um, I did sprinkle on him, like I said. Unfortunately, it wasn't enough to save my ass of bad betting. So, on the avoid list for a reason. So, hopefully, you either avoid or took the small sprinkle that I suggested if you were staying away from Tuivasa, like I suggested. Diego Lima defeated Luke Jumo. 
Uh, I don't agree with it being a split decision. All I did was, all I gave was Luke Joma the third. Um, fight went how I pretty much saw, and even Lima, um, people who were siding with Lima saw, but it was, um, it was, it still just felt like a bad pick. I was just like, this is a bad pick. Uh, so yeah, I just, I, I took a, sh I just, I took a shot and it was a bad one. Speaking of bad picks, man, uh, Jorgen DeCastro defeated Justin Taffa, and as I kind of quote tweeted today, looks like it almost looks like uh, with with the reverse hands. You know, DeCastro's throwing the uh, the rear the rear cross hook, um, whereas uh, Taffa's coming forward with with a hook and uh, or a right hand, and uh, it's the right hands as opposed to left because Aldo was left hook. Uh, McGregor, it was rear step back, uh, left cross with the curve on it, kind of almost throwing like a hook because he's crossing and having to step back and curving his target. So yeah, and then the way um, Tafa fell too. I mean, it had to have been a perfect shot to knock a Samoan out, and that's part of the reason why I was picking a Samoan because of their durability. But that was the perfect shot, and as we've seen in contender series and other fights, DeCastro has a, has a penchant for finding it. I knew there was a reason why I should have stuck with DeCastro. That was. That was that three in the morning pick where I'm trying to get to that deadline before I have to turn and pick because I don't want to I don't I don't want to I don't want to piss off Uncle Maddie and change my pick, and uh, so I'm trying to get it in. And man, I just I'm not making much sense to myself. I'm bouncing back and forth. I'm watching fights when I'm half awake, uh, usually to try to get these uh, main card picks in. So that was uh, definitely I'm not making an excuse, but yeah, that's probably why I bounced back and forth on it and ended up on the wrong guy. Happy for DeCastro though, Jake Matthews. Defeated uh, the werewolf, Frosta Machman. Yeah, that was a really crappy fight, man. Um, I guess I was right on suspecting Matthews. But uh, Achman did not uh, pull the trigger. Callum Potter did, though, uh, against Maki Patolo. It's like once Callum Potter realized, like, he had that game plan. Where he's like, I'm going to tire this guy out from punching me in the face. And once he realizes he can't get me out of there, uh, and I realize I can take the shots, he'll be discouraged, and I'll have confidence. And that, plus some good cornering and direction from uh, Dan Kelly in his corner there, Potter got the win. So hard not to be happy. I lost big on that one, but hard not to be happy for Callum Potter. You know, regional guy, 35, odds against him, wanting to get to the stage, wanted, wanted to get the calls when they would come before. Uh, finally gets his UFC win after his second try. So good on him. Uh, Brad Riddle defeated Jamie Malarkey. Uh, really fun fight, really fun fight there. Um, just lovely. It almost reminded me of... Uh, Except it was much different. It was more attritive than just athletic and agile. Uh, but it reminded me of the bantamweight uh, battle between Jimmy Rivera and Pedro Munoz. That's stealing the right hand while the other guy's trying to like mid-get up. Like, Except they were just both exhausted versions of it. And they ended the fight on that note. I'm glad they got the... I'm glad him and um, Jorgen got the uh, that fight and Jorgen got the bonuses. Like... They deserve... I, I love I love seeing the under undercards and nice guys get, get the payoff. Um, and the nice guys can't always win, which is why, uh, which is also the beauty of the sport. Um, all right, M Megan Anderson defeated uh, Fer Ferran dos Santos. Got a submission triangle choke that probably fucked up a lot of people because, like, the TKOs inside the distance was juiced all to hell. She was juiced all to hell on money line. So it was just like, uh, yeah, uh, good on you if you had the sub though. Ji Young Kim defeated Nadia Kasim. This is on the avoid list, although I should have listened to myself, like I said, when I caught myself speeding last podcast and took the over. That's what I was telling myself, like, even though this is a sketchy pick and I I, I have no confidence in Kasim in this pick, but I, I, I'm pretty confident it can go over it. And, man, Kasim wasn't even good enough to fucking stay in there. And uh, she was allowed to stay in there longer than she should have because it was awful refing who stopped the stoppage when it should have came sooner, to be honest. And again, I was vocal about it. Shouldn't be stopped sooner. Again, I can separate those biases. Bets aside, I'm, I care more about the, the fighter health, and that that shit pissed me off. Um, and it just pissed off Kim too, because she just went after Kasim even harder after that. Uh, Khalid Taha defeated uh, Bruno Silva via submission. Uh, good win for him. Uh, wasn't too confident in that fight because I just I didn't see much of Silva. But yeah, it was that size difference. Um, like I shared. Um, yeah, all right, that, that's the recap of that fight, uh, that, so I told you the rest will be really fast, it's just, I, I went really long on just Adesanya Whitaker and kind of 
fan psychology, people psychology, I guess. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, if you're desperate for listening, hopefully uh, that was something. Because uh, as you can tell, I'm not really confident the product I'm giving you. But hey, it's an extra episode. I'm going to try to get these more. These won't all be that crazy and long-winded. Just there was a lot to touch on from his skills to the perception to other topics, which do sadly are still prevalent. Like like racial perception and shit like that. It, it does suck because there, there sadly still is a lot of that, man. But um, just got to enjoy the ride, man. Enjoy this this character this guy is. It's so fucking fun to watch, man, from the, you know, from the way Buffer is introducing him to the walkout where it shows him walking down that tunnel doing the dance, dude. It felt like I just watched an episode of something. Like, how can you not appreciate that? Um, all right. Star Fox. That's another shout-out. That's Star Fox. Those graphics made me feel like I was playing uh, Star Fox 64, right? Or the old-school Star Fox. Remember the old-school Star Fox? Old-school Star Fox was cool because it looked like James Lynch used a, a shout-out to James. He used a GIF to reply. Um, and someone like replied to his gift, like, what the fuck is this game? Because it looks like a bunch of shifts, uh, shapes, but like, it was like essentially Super Nintendo's early 90 version of like 3D gaming before the Super Nintendo hit in 95 or 96 or whenever it was. Like, you could see where Super Nintendo was hit, heading based on the original Star Fox game. And I love the original one because, and I never knew why they do it, but now uh, as I'm an adult, I'm like, oh, I get it because you know, these games, especially back in the early 90s, like, they were either coming from Japan or meant to be mass produced to multiple markets. So rather than spending the money for voice actors, what Star Fox did is they just made up languages for these characters to talk to you, and they would just fill in whatever the text box is with whatever language you selected. So like the Skippies or Slippies or Falcos or whatever their name was, they'd be like, and they'd have the uh, the retarded fuck. Oh, I can't. Am I allowed to say retarded if I'm talking about a fictional fictional characters? I'm sorry. I'm really trying to say the R word, folks. But they had the uh, they had the Team Spectrum frog. <laughs> Shout out to Jiu-Jitsu. Hashtag Team Spectrum. Uh, they had the Team Spectrum frog there. And I would always shoot my teammates. Like, I would always just fucking... I would always just blast them. And like, they'd be like, Hey, what are you doing, Fox? Like, <laughs> same with the Rainbow Six. So I was just like, Oh, friendly fire. You were in my line of sight. Sorry about that. And I'd get on the radio. And they'd be like, We were in the spawn point. You, <laughs> you were an ass. Team kill. Team kill. My friends won't let me play on their accounts because I was just getting booted from servers for team killing. You have been suspended for team kills. <laughs> that was Dan Tom. But yeah, Star Fox was, was super fun. And shout out to uh, Vic Rodriguez from uh, Bloody Elbow. Funny cat. Does a lot of the podcasts and work over there at Bloody Elbow. He shared a, a funny... If you want to go back to find that tweet, uh, shared a funny... Uh, <laughs> lag my balls. A uh, funny clip that I'd never seen before. That was just, I don't know if some fan-made shit or what. It was just great up there on uh, on YouTube. Also, shout to uh, Tony Casino. Casino? I'm sorry. C-O. It's like cousin. C-O-U-S-I-N. E-A-U. On Facebook. Um, Tony said, by the way, if you want to give a shout... I mean, share the podcast, by the way. That's like the biggest thing you can do rather than clicking through links or any kind of uh, donations. And I'm not going to, that's the extent of unplugging those this week. I'm not going to talk about those anymore. I feel bad about that, especially after a bad week. But uh, the, honestly, those of you that actually are, do care to help the podcast, like that's the best thing you do, honestly, is share the podcast. Uh, maybe not episodes like this where I'm just, eh, maybe you can skip this one unless you want to hear Dan get all fucking preachy about <laughs> being a fan. <laughs> Uh, which is an unfair take of what I just did. But, you know, you got you to be able to take the piss out of yourself, people. Um, what did Tony say? He said, uh, dude, win or lose, you make me fucking laugh. Your comment about interest in me and Anderson was spot on. I don't remember. A lot of, and a lot of y'all will come at me with DMs and like, oh, that, this was funny. And I'm, I have such bad memory. I don't know if it's the head trauma. I don't remember half these things. But if I'm making y'all laugh or doing this impression, like, thank you, guys. I'm just trying to make it interesting. It's so hard to talk about, like... You know, for an hour or so, like we're going to do here. I'm going to end this before an hour, hopefully, here. And because uh, this will be a question after this and we'll get out. Um, but uh, but thank you. That means a lot. And then he goes, I may be a football-loving jock type, but I, I I wouldn't miss any of your episodes regardless. That's awesome. And and, and Tony's comment right there kind of reflects the message, long-winded message, albeit, that I just gave. Where, like, you know, I'm a weird dude and I have my weird biases. I admit that. Like, I'm not a part of the football culture on Sunday, I feel like such a loner because everybody's into it and I'm not, believe me, I wish I was. I'm not hating on people who were. And sometimes, you know, I know even some of my, some of my, my good buddies while I was banter, shout out, shout out to Ramundo. 
uh, Showtime from Tennessee, others, you know, I've uh, I've talked to and bantered with, and, and they're big into football. Like, hey, man, you know, I was talking about, like, Greg Hardy and how, you know, even though Hardy is, is, is earning his hype, um, to, to be fair to him as far as from an athletic and fighting standpoint, um, I was not shy in, in saying, hey, everybody, like, let's let's relax because we've – because it is true that we have pumped up way too many more, – more failures and successes when it comes to athletes coming over the heavyweight and they're going to be the next big, big thing. But regardless, you know, I, 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 I've come pretty harsh on certain things that even though I don't mean them in a mean way, they can be they can be taken the wrong way. And I've had conversations and whatnot. So to hear, you know, a guy like Tony be like, hey, I'm a football jock, but I still appreciate you. That's essentially him nodding, going, hey, man, you're fucking weird. I'm different than the things that you are contrarian against. But we meet on this weird little MMA plane, and I appreciate that. And I appreciate the fuck out of that message, and that's all I'm saying about regardless of how you feel about Whitaker or Adesanya. Like, we don't have to be all or nothing, everybody. It's really okay to coexist with one each other, with one another, and still have our favorites and still have the things we like. Like, it's it's really possible. I know, controversial. Um, so thank you, Tony. And listener question here. I'm gonna go to Instagram. This one's been at it for a while. So I responded to this gentleman uh, in person, but I will just kind of read it to you here. Um, he is uh, SRKVeg underscore instant on Instagram. It says, Paul, uh, how do you even start going about this MMA media business? I've been freelancing for different promotions. Can't seem to uh, make money. How did you get where you are? Essentially, money, even if uh, I'm essentially really lucky to get where I am, first of all. I'm super lucky. B, it was by accident. Which means, again, I'm not like to say I'm lucky to be grateful, which I am grateful and I am lucky. But no, it really was lucky. It was by accident. As people know on the podcast, I'm not going to go deep into it, but had injuries that led me to doing this. So that was a silver lining with injuries that I'm still dealing with, mainly head. And uh, went from getting my ass kicked to breaking down uh, other people kicking asses or getting their asses kicked. Uh, because the one good thing about getting your ass kicked a lot, which I have for many years, uh, dare say decades through many content, through different continents, and martial arts um, and generations. Yes, I've, 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 a lot of a lot of my ass has been kicked plenty. Um, so, but what I did is I parlayed that experience and did something. And shout out to Ariel Hawani in regard to this advice that I hear him give, which I could not agree with more. Which is, you find something niche that fits you, but no one else is doing, and you just go for it. Uh, for example. Um, you know, that doesn't mean you, you still have to do day-to-day stuff like interviews, but like look at James Lynch, for example. Everybody does interviews, or it is video interviews. James Lynch wasn't too different in that idea, but he had his own style. He had his own uh, brand of questions. Even when he changed it up for fun, they would revolve around stuff like, what are you watching, like movies. When he gets to see these fighters, he's doing stuff like playing video games. And he, he's, he's become very successful for himself and is well-respected amongst fans, colleagues alike, because of it. Um, so that really is kind of the path, whatever that path is, you just got to find your own version of that. Uh, that is the best. As far as money goes, there definitely, I can provide even less of a bright answer for you there, my friend. Um, there is, there's not a lot of money in this at all. Um, and the little bit of money that, and I'm not just speaking from my experience, cause I'm a terrible businessman, but to that point, the little bit of money there is to be made. I clearly am not good at it. I can't even make money off this podcast or get, get, get <laughs> any sponsorships, and whatnot, and uh, and uh, for as hard as I work, I, I'm still not making time for or going after slash getting uh, certain outside jobs that uh, are are also part of my dream job. This is my dream job. I'm very grateful. But if I'm being honest, and I had to gun in my head, pick one specific thing, I've not yet yet done that one specific thing, and that's somebody granting me with a mic to call action because breaking down action is what I, I actually really love to do. Um, kind of hearkening back to that tw- to that breakdown tweet that I referenced at the beginning of this podcast of breaking down the uh, arm lock between Yamauchi and Sawad uh, with that corner lock um, and whatnot. Like, I love stuff like that. That was my strength. That's why I love teaching. And I want to bring a little bit more of that to this podcast, a little less ranting like I did today. Uh, but hopefully that rant, as short as it was, uh, the last one, I should say, uh, answered your question, sir. Uh, thank you for the follow. Uh, thank you for anybody that wants to have their questions asked for any listener question segments. Um, you can DM me, DM me on any of the platforms. He did it on Instagram where you can find me at Dan underscore Tom underscore MMA. Of course, at Dan Tom MMA for uh, Twitter. My main main place you can find me. Of course, just Dan Tom. You can find me on Facebook. 
Any of those you want to message, I'll get an email. Uh, I, I'm going to get a dedicated one here. You can shoot those as well. But the DM format really doesn't have that are too restrictive, so you can get pretty long format there if you're a windy motherfucker like myself. So yeah, feel free to shoot any questions there, um, and I, I will be making time to answer those. I will be making more time to do recap shows, especially if it's uh, worthy, and uh, making them a regular thing, whether they're the night of or the day after, and we will be doing them on YouTube eventually once we get this launch uh, cleaned up. If you'd like to help with any of that, the normal places, you can go to the website for links. I'm not going to get into that. I don't want to pander. I appreciate We did get some more five-star reviews, though. I think it's like all five-star reviews and one one-star, which, to be honest, I probably deserve that one star, so I'm not even hating whoever did that. That said, your five-star reviews help and your word of mouth, your shares help. Even if you don't want to ask a, pod, a question, you want to give a shout or say something like Tony or share something, if you notice, especially on Twitter, I'm really good about giving you all retweets, especially from the podcast handle at the PYN Podcast, which if you could please give a follow, it is at the PYN Podcast on all platforms. That one's easy to remember. I don't spam you. And again, uh, speaking of old Dan talking sponsors, all those little follows and stuff help a shit ton, and you're not going to get spammed for it. So at the PYN Podcast, if you can like, subscribe if you haven't to already on iTunes, and of course, uh, like on Facebook at the PYN Podcast, follow Twitter and Instagram. Thank you guys. Hopefully you all had a great weekend. Love your loved ones, friends, and family. Tell them you love love them. You know that's what's important at the end of the day. Uh, Till later this week when I hit you on Thursday for another breakdown episode. Uh, Good luck on your work week. Try to stay zen where you can and always protect your